This McDonald's is hopping. Guys, honestly, Fargo, North Dakota. Tommy, Tommy, you should Tommy, come, Tommy, Tommy. You should Tommy, come Tommy. here We're more recording. often. Please don't say the brand name. We're recording. No. Oh. I do not know well, that my podcast I, is being re- no, no, no. recorded. Let me rephrase. Thank you. I am sitting in a Taco Bell parking lot. Right, 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 right. You mentioned that. <clears throat> you which, <laughs> which is desolate, and I'm looking across the way at a very busy mm-hmm. McDonald's. <laughs> Tommy, 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 Tommy. Poor brand image. Poor brand image. Tommy. Did I say desolate? <laughs> I meant... full of people. I meant, yes. There is a line from here to the other end of Fargo. Tommy, uh... How, uh... The drive, you know? Uh, how Fargo? <laughs> Are you asking me how far I went on this drive? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Uh, How, uh, you know, from here to, uh, you know, how far go? (laughs) I go far. I do. Justin, make that the intro. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the Let's Talk Fantasy Football Podcast. I am your host, TJ Lett, here with my co-host, J.R. Lett. He joins me from headquarters. J.R. Lett, headquarters, West Coast, Best Coast, Santa Ana, California. Tommy, TJ, Tej, the doctor, whatever you may call him. He's on the road this season, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy has brought our show to Fargo. Tommy. Whoa, I am at an undisclosed location. Oh. <laughs> In Fargo, North Dakota. <laughs> um, no, you know, it's okay. I'm going to be out of Fargo by the time this podcast releases, so uh, should be fine. He's on the move. He's on the move. How big's the crowd there for our first live podcast episode? <laughs> I gotta tell you, Put Jack. Put the mic out to the people. Put the mic out to the people. Let let let's hear him. Let's hear him. Let's talk fantasy football. Put the mic out. <laughs> let me give me a sh- give me a chance here, dude. Okay, let me hold the let me hold the mic out to him. Whoa! Whoa! <laughs> what is up? Let's talk, nation. Thank you, guys. Calm down. Quiet down. We're trying to record here. Thank you very All much right. for your enthusiasm. Um, Jake, I gotta say, Fargo, North Dakota does not get its fair shake. Uh, very nice town, nice people. I got a drink at the local bar, watched some football. Uh, very nice bartender named Stephanie got me my, uh, Voodoo Ranger IPA, which was very decent. Voodoo Ranger. I believe you uh, sell that at Jordan Dahl Cookhouse in (laughs) Madison, Wisconsin. Great plug, but we do not shoot. <laughs> I thought you did. I could have sworn. Yeah, from all the beers you've had at Jordan Doll. Three. Um, all right. Crazy week one, Tommy. Take it away. Let's dive in. I mean, we're back, baby. We we're had the back, draft dude. episode, but this is the first post week one analysis. We are recording it during the Monday night game, so. A few matchups are up in the air, but 
we'll see where they stand by the time we get to the end of this episode. Thanks for tuning in. It's going to be another fun season. TJ, our main host, me, the other main host. Let's dive in, Tommy. <laughs> yeah, uh, thank you, JR. Let's dive, let's dive right in. And I wanted to actually start with a matchup that was supposedly the very best team with an A-plus draft versus the very worst team with a C-minus, if I'm not mistaken. Uh, Kyle took on Drew this week. And uh, it just goes to show you how smart Yahoo's uh, calculations are because the worst team in the league that was projected, I think, to go winless. Um, <laughs> A brutal projection. <laughs> absolute brutal projection, by the way. Uh, they took down Kyle, the A-plus draft. Uh, honestly, really solid week from Drew's team. Solid week from both teams. Drew takes him down 12-8-5-6 to 12-0-7-6. Um, and honestly, very happy for Drew that he starts it off on the right foot. Uh, just an absolute brutal end to his season last year. It's got to feel nice for him, especially after the bad draft grade on Yahoo, and then we weren't exactly super complimentary about his draft. Not to say that one week makes a good draft, but... There are some very positive things to talk about with Drew's team. Um, starting with the Matt Ryan and Calvin Ridley duo that he set himself up with in a game where the Falcons got absolutely demolished, they did very well. Matt Ryan puts up 2,000 and, he, and Calvin Ridley gets 1440, outscoring Julio Jones, who only put up 1210. So, I think that's going to be a very fruitful combination rest of the season. Uh, the Falcons look terrible on the road in Minnesota. Minnesota looked very good. But I expect the Falcons to be all right. I expect Matt Ryan to be very good. And it seems like Calvin Ridley might be ready to take that next step. Jack, talk to me about Drew's team. Um, is what he's doing, what you see this week, is it sustainable with the roster he has? Yeah, I mean, honestly... <clears throat> Things are, things are looking up for Drew's team. Most notably, I want to point out someone who didn't perform this week, Matt Breida, with only 370. But things are looking up for him because Tevin Coleman, the starter, is going to be out for up to six weeks uh, with a high ankle sprain. So Matt Breida is instantly uh, running back one, running back two. A great compliment to Derrick Henry, who exploded this week for 84 rushing yards, a rushing touchdown, and a, a 75 yards of receiving. Uh, I believe it was just on one catch for 75 yards, no? Am I wrong? You are, you are correct in that thinking. That is that is not going to be the norm for That's Derek That's not going to be the norm, no. But still a really promising performance. So yeah, the fact that Matt Breida instantly is going to become a starter, at least for the next couple of weeks, several weeks, that gives Drew that desperate hole he had at the number two running back slot that that is really going to help him out. And with how his wide receivers performed this week, Michael Thomas, Calvin Ridley, Will Fuller, only two receptions, but for, for big yardage, um, you know, not super promising there, but he's got, he's got the wide receivers that he needs. Kenny Stills getting over a thousand points on his bench. Drew's team is looking far more, optimistic than it was mainly because of Matt Breida and then yeah 
the Falcons offense looks like it'll be pretty decent if Calvin Ridley can get that in a in a game where there's really not a whole lot of action uh that's a good sign so obviously Travis Kelsey only a thousand points that's disappointing but for Travis Kelsey but it that's a great you know great in a tight end position to get over a thousand regardless anyways blah 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 Drew's team bad draft but it's looking pretty solid right now somehow (laughs) okay uh not sure I appreciate that last note there, but, um, you know, it's only a bad draft if his team ends up being bad. So we will see, uh, we'll see how it goes. I'm, I think, I think his team actually has some real potential. Um, you know, we'll, we'll follow, it's all going to be about health, but that's always the case. And then <laughs> honestly, it's, it's, it's Derek Henry. Right, that's what to me what his team hinges on. If he's not going to always get this Derrick Henry, because obviously Derrick Henry's not going to average twenty eight hundred points, but if Derrick Henry is a running back one for the season, um, Drew's going to be more than all right. Uh, so that that's the biggest question mark for me. Uh, the Titans looked really good. Do they continue to look good? Uh, if they look good, Derrick Henry usually looks good. So it's it really just I think his whole season kind of is riding on that. Um, as as far as will he be a, a really good team or will he be a borderline? I would still team? definitely rather have Kyle's team. I, I I still even though Kyle lost this week, I think across the board Kyle's team is is stronger. Julio Jones, Juju Smith Schuster, and Amari Cooper all getting over a thousand. You can expect bigger weeks from a lot of them, but just the fact that he's so solid in the wide receiver slot. And then Austin Eckler, my goodness, erupting for two receiving touchdowns, a rushing touchdown, a lot of yardage in both areas. Uh, I guess he'll do that until Melvin Gordon comes back, with which is rumored to be week six. So that's exciting for Kyle. Um, what's not exciting for Kyle, I, I don't know. Tommy, talk to me about Sony Michelle. what you think happened there. Well, if Kyle can expect 3,600 every week from Eckler until Melvin well, Gordon comes back, he is going to be just fine. Uh, no, but I understand your point. Uh, Eckler seems to be a borderline running back one, running back two uh, for as long as uh, Melvin Gordon is out. Uh, Sony Michelle, let's not try and overreact too much. Um Though the Rex Burkhead workload uh, is very concerning, um, but I expect Sony Michelle to be able to bounce back in a big way next week against Miami, uh, which I don't know if you saw their game at all. They didn't look too good against the Ravens, um, and so considering what New England just did to the Steelers, I'm guessing they're going to have their way with them, and uh, Sony Michelle should be able to get, get it going on the ground. But, yeah, no, not, not what you wanted to see out of Sonny Michelle. Kyle reached for him, uh, did not pay off this week, but uh, I think I think Sonny Michelle is going to be just fine, um, which if that's the case, like you mentioned, Eckler's going to be good for the foreseeable future. All three of his wide receivers are pretty much studs, and uh, Jarvis Landry and his flex is always going to be a decent option. Bad luck with the Matt Bryant thing, zero points. That's really a you know, big difference. And then uh, Kansas City... Uh, only puts up 850 against Jacksonville. Uh, That's another big edge that Drew had with Chicago putting up 1450, which is another bright spot on Drew's team. Um, 
I don't disagree with you. I think I'd rather have Kyle's team at this point. Um, but like you said, things are already breaking Drew's way uh, with Matt Breida now. He should have, I mean, uh, what's his name? Raheem Mostert is still going to split carries with him, but Matt Breida should lead the backfield, like you said, for the next two to six weeks, however long it takes Coleman to get back. But um, solid performances from both teams to start the season. I think they should both be feeling pretty confident. Um and yeah, Drew just uh, got the better of Kyle this week. All right, uh, I think that was pretty solid. Let's move on to the next matchup. Yeah, next matchup, one that is already set. Let's go to Marshawn Lunch versus Baker's Chubby. Uh, <laughs> in in no surprise here, Louie starts off the season with a victory, beating Greg 13,666 to 12,010s. And I want to cut and, in there to say, Tommy, that I know that was no disrespect to Greg. You didn't mean anything against Greg by that comment. It's the sheer fact that Louis is a prolific fantasy football player, and he Abs- year in and absolutely year out no disrespect has, to Greg. He has an incredible team. He puts out a solid lineup week in and week out. Greg, he's more of a newcomer, but. Gosh, he is he's a he's a hell of a fantasy football player. And uh he put out a solid performance this week, but Tommy, I mean, Marshawn Lunch, my goodness, break down Louis' team. What went right and what were the few things that didn't go right? I'll tell you what, Louis came right in and stole Greg's lunch. That's what happened. Um Sorry, Baker's chubby. <laughs> but Marshawn's here for your lunch. Um I mean just started off with Lamar Jackson. Uh, Louis reached for him in the draft. Boy, did it pay off in week one. Now, they're playing against... Baltimore played against basically a college-level football team in the Miami Dolphins who are trusting the process, as uh, Sam Hinkie would say. And they looked awful. Baltimore looked very, very good. Uh, uh, just Lamar Jackson completed 17 to 20 passes. Three for 324 yards and five touchdowns. And uh, that is some efficiency, ladies and gentlemen. For Lamar Jackson to have put up 3,300 points on only 20 passing attempts is wild. I mean, five passing touchdowns, 17 for 20. Like, the dude was just. Well, here's he what we need to perfect. talk about, Jack. And he didn't. He didn't run. Yes, thirty three fifty six, and he had six rushing yards. So, uh, I can't foresee a, a future where Louis is not incredibly happy with Lamar Jackson. I mean, his floor would appear to be yeah. pretty high. Yeah, um, outrageous. How about Dalvin Cook too? Dalvin Cook looked incredible. Dalvin Cook. I don't know if you saw any of that game. Um, but on his runs where he scored the touchdowns, he looked really, really good, uh, which is great news for Louis because uh, he's also got Ezekiel Elliott and Aaron Jones. Now, Aaron Jones went up against the the Bears. I, let's not read too much into that, only putting up 440. But um, So a down week for Aaron Jones, that was to be expected. Josh Gordon looked great. Tyler Lockett doing his usual stuff. Not many targets, but he gets a touchdown. Uh, great plug-and-play. Devontae Parker, Louie got 900 points out of him, and that was kind of a miracle. Um, O.J. Howard, not great. 
not what Louis wanted to see his first week for O.J. Howard, only 320. Um, but he gets a great defensive performance from Seattle. And, I mean, honestly, Lamar Jackson and Dalvin Cook are the difference in this matchup. And Louis' team just... I mean, let's not, let's not forget Lamar, Latavius Murray on his bench, 1170. He picked up Tom Brady, so now he's got two quarterbacks, um, which I guess great for him. I, I can't imagine he's never going to not play Lamar Jackson unless, you know, Lamar's going up against some, some really tough defenses. But, uh, no, I mean, more of the same for Louie. His team looks great to start off the year, and uh, I no one should want to face his team. Um when you look at Greg's side, Jack, I know we're both going to look at um, the same thing, starting things off. Baker Mayfield. Um, let's not forget that Greg drafted Baker Mayfield in the beginning of the fourth round as the second overall QB off the board, and Baker Mayfield looked absolutely terrible. The, the Browns were probably the most disappointing team performance of the week, and that's no disrespect to the Titans. I mean, I think they're solid, but the I mean Baker Mayfield with three interceptions, only one touchdown, uh, 285 passing yards, that's decent, but my goodness, losing 43-13. to 13. As a team, just the Browns, I mean, and with that, Greg also had Odell Beckham Jr. and Nick Chubb, who only each got 1,000 points. Nick Chubb, definitely disappointing. Only 75 rushing yards, only three receptions. I mean, I don't know. The Browns, when you when you put all your eggs in the Browns' basket and the Browns lose like they did, uh, that that's why Greg lost. Otherwise, I mean, his team was, was decent. He got a, a huge performance from Minnesota's defense, uh, who really had, a to me, a surprising win over the Falcons, 28-12. to 12. Keeping the Falcons only 12 points was pretty crazy. And then... Yeah, solid performances from James White, Robbie Gold, Duke Johnson Jr. in the running back two slot. Michael Gallup. Uh, Got to be excited about Michael Gallup. That was probably the yeah. biggest surprise for Greg's team. Seven all- targets, caught all seven of them for 158 yards. So he got almost 2,000 points without a touchdown. Really, really good sign for Michael Gallup. Uh, he's uh, going to be a solid wide receiver two, wide receiver three for Greg all season long. Paired with OBJ, who didn't do great, but I think is still going to have a big season. Greg's really solid. Uh, he's he's got a solid team. I, th- I think he could have a, a nice year. Yeah, I, I I couldn't agree more. We've got a Mike Williams injury now for Greg, but the good news is is he's got Stefan Diggs on his bench, uh, who he didn't play this week because um, a good set, a very good set because he played. I'm assuming he played Gallup over him and. Uh, that got him about 1,500 points. So, yeah, Diggs came up on the injury report, uh, which means Greg's paying attention. Uh, kudos to him. Great play uh, to sit Diggs this week. Duke Johnson uh, seems to be getting his share of things in that backfield. Uh, so I, I like I like Greg's team. Uh, you know, James White, It'll so James White could be interesting what happens to him with Antonio Brown. Uh, just because Antonio Brown and Julian Edelman are both possession receivers, um, they're no, they're capable of being that. So that could cut into James White's work a little bit as far as the passing game goes. And if that's the case, he might not be a great option. But until further notice, James White is a, as always, a solid option in the flex. So 
yeah, tough loss for Greg. Um, like you said, you would have liked to see more out of his Cleveland players that may have gotten him the victory if they would have put up a good performance against Tennessee. But as it is, I think his team looks solid, put up a good week, just not good enough to take down the GOAT, Louis Lettenmeyer. So, um, yeah. Marshawn was eating some lunch this week. Oh, and to your point about Gallup, uh, same thing with Ezekiel Elliott and with Amari Cooper and with Dak Prescott, which we'll get into when we talk about Dad's team. The Cowboys looked phenomenal. Now, they did play the Giants, but they were new offensive coordinator, dude. They were beating up on the Giants. So Finally, uh, Jason Garrett isn't in charge of the offense. (laughs) What? He was so good, though. Um, Okay, two matchups down. Let's get on to the third one, um, which, since I just mentioned it, uh, let's go ahead and talk about Dak Prescott and uh, one of the highest, the probably going to end up being the second, will end up being the second highest matchup as far as points overall between two teams. Brian takes down Dad, 14,894 to 13,952. Great week from Dad, led by Dak Prescott with 3340. Uh, just falls short uh, to Brian, who honestly... Got, I got some points from places it, I didn't expect it. That you took the words right out of my mouth. Um, <laughs> you look at the top half of his roster, and it's like, oh, Brian had a rough week. And then you get down to the final four players, it's like, holy cow. So, yeah, he gets 23-10 from Ingram, 25-40 from Marlon Mack, 1,900 from Harrison Butker, and 2,600 from the Jets defense. That is a very nice production from the four players who I might have picked to score the least amount of points on his team. Yeah, I mean, um, your tight end, your kicker, your defense, and then your flex spot usually is not where you get the production from. But my goodness, from those four players alone. Absolutely saved his week. He gets 500 from David Montgomery, only 850 from James Conner, his first-round pick. 310 from Tyreek Hill. Now, Tyreek Hill was injured. He had a shoulder injury that was very strange. Ended up having to go to the hospital. Will not need surgery, but is expected to miss at least a few weeks. Um, so, Brian's going to have to find a way to replace Tyreek Hill because his own, the only receiver on his roster is Anthony Miller, who got zero points against Green Bay. So, he'll have to look to the waiver wire there. Um, also, I mean, just looking at Brian, who drafted Jacksonville and then it all, you know, knew not to play them and picked up another good defense. Like, that, he's just a professional. He's just yeah. he's Great just move. a professional. It's an amazing move. It, it won him the week. I mean, it won him the week. A lot of teams that drafted Jacksonville were just like, I'm sure were just like, screw it, I'll play him. They're my, I drafted him early, I'm going to play him. But, no, he's a true professional. He knows what to do. Uh, Biggest disappointment might be David Montgomery. Only 18 rushing yards, one reception, uh, only six rushing attempts. So just compared to Tariq Cohen, um, you know, David Montgomery really did not see a ton of work. A little concerning. Yes, yeah, you you try not to read too much into the first week, but certainly there was a big hype train for David Montgomery going into that Thursday night game, and he did not get the touches uh that people were hoping for. He looked great in the touches he got, but Mike Davis got a lot of carries. I mean, not a, a lot of carries, but 
uh, they just threw the ball a lot. And so they didn't run it much. They split the carries between Mike Davis and David Montgomery. Like you said, Tariq Cohen, was he was lined up in the slot position a lot. Um, so I think Montgomery and Cohen can coexist pretty well together. I think it's just a matter of Matt Nagy's got to get his head out of his butt and run the ball more because no reason Mitch Trubisky should be throwing the ball like 50 times oh, man, in a low-scoring low defensive so battle. painful, was it not, that Thursday night game? Oh, it was, it was absolutely awful. It was so bad. It was so, so bad. Mitch Trubisky looked... I mean, it was bad... It was. I mean, you like to get the win, right? For the Packers, even Packers fans couldn't have enjoyed most of the game. I mean, they're happy they got the win, but it wasn't great. Um, yeah. Uh, but speaking of not great, it's not great that Dad's team didn't get a win this week. I mean, his team really put up a solid performance, almost 14,000 points, and, you know, led by Dak Prescott, who put up four touchdowns, 400 yards. Damian Williams, who had a rushing touchdown and six receptions for 39 yards. Mark Ingram, who had two rushing touchdowns and 107 rushing yards. George Kittle, who had eight receptions for 54 yards. And his kicker, Steven Goskowski. Solid, tried and true, a real veteran. Uh, Dad's team deserved a W this week. Tommy, tell me tell me the few areas where Dad's team went south that, that cost him, I suppose, the win. Yeah, I mean, it's hard to miss the uh, the Devontae Adams 560. I Devontae Adams did not have that low of a score the entire year uh, entire year last year. Um, I don't know what its lowest was, but it wasn't it wasn't that close to 560. Like, I, and so that you know that speaks to the Bears defense, though. It does, but he also played the Bears defense twice last year, and you know, wasn't held that low. It just it sucks for Dad. To, that was a that was a rough way to start the week. I mean, I guess it was matched by David Montgomery's 500, but um, that's the big one there. You expect more from Devontae Adams, and honestly, I, it's just going up against. Outside of that, I, I don't really see any disappointments. I mean, I guess George Kittle. You hope to get more than 940 with a second round draft pick, but you know, the Chargers' defense. They only got 500. That happens with defenses, um, and out. You know, it just just solid across the board, like you were saying. Um, so there's really nothing to point to for dad. I mean, I like dad's team quite a bit. Um, I will say my biggest disappointment for dad's team of the week is on dad's bench. Corey Davis with a goose egg. Uh, oh, I didn't know we were talking about benches. Well, come on. dude. <laughs> he's, he's supposed to be Tennessee's wide receiver. Tennessee puts up 43 points and just puts a beat down on the Browns and for Corey Davis to only get three targets and not catch any of them zero in week one. I mean, I know he's on dad's bench, but that's a guy that dad I'm assuming was, you know, is hoping to have as someone to, to slot in during bye weeks or even play, you know, matchup dependent. And that is not a good sign. No, um, no dad, can drop Corey Davis. Uh, <laughs> wow. Bold hot take. Okay. Drop him. Drop him, dad. I don't man. know Corey Davis. Uh, the, the the footballers have talked about this in the past. Uh, shout out to the footballers, great group of guys, Andy, Mike, and Jason. Uh, Corey Davis's target share last year was out of this world for how bad he was. 
So last year was the year for Corey Davis to prove that he was a good fantasy player, a good football, I mean, a good football player, a good wide receiver in the NFL. He's not. Um, wow. Hot so takes. hot takes only. I don't, I don't know. I mean, you really want to waste a bench spot on Corey Davis? Speaking of really bad, Dante Moncrief was also really bad, which I thought was very disappointing. Well, the Steelers were very bad. Dante Moncrief, Jack, got 10 targets and caught three of them for seven yards. Not ideal. That's bad. That's really bad. Um, and honestly, Dar- Darwin Thompson's probably droppable for dad as well. And with yeah, our short, with our short benches, yeah. um, he's not going to be a viable option unless one of or both of McCoy and Williams get injured. So, um, but dad's bench isn't very good. Uh, but uh, I like the the starters that he put out. I think are are good for the future. So, um, all about uh, getting those getting his bench. Uh, better populated and uh, I think dad'll be set uh to make a run this year. Um Lou. Okay, the fourth matchup that we will talk about uh is going to be yours. Now I know you don't want to talk about it, but we're going to have to. Um hey, I have no shame. I have no regrets. Well, I am proud. My team is strong and you know what? I took I took on a champion this week. I mean, Dan is talk about professional. My goodness, Dan Tierney is like no fantasy owner you've ever met before. I mean, the man is a true legend, a true a true professional. You look up the word professional in the dictionary, and it says see Dan Tierney. So I know pe- people use that as a people use that as an expression, but that has actually happened to me. Honest. So. Um, that is, I mean, Dan is truly the man, and I don't mean that to be cliche or to rhyme. It's just the only way to describe him. I mean, anyway, wow. he takes you down thirteen thousand five hundred to thirteen thousand and four, uh, and above average week for both of you. And honestly, it, it didn't. It's okay. Thirteen thousand, huh? thirteen thousand flat. That's like you know, you could win, but. You can't be too disappointed if you don't win because in our league, that's that's too average to expect to win with that. You see, I mean, you see guys like Dad putting up, you know, almost a thousand points more than me. Well, and, right, and still losing. Um, for, in, you know, for instance, Scott, two people are going to score more than you, and they're going to yeah. lose. Yeah, um, so it happens. But uh, but yeah, I you mind if I just is walk through Dan's team real quick, and then you can and then you can tell talk to my. Barely worse than Dan's team. Yeah, I'll talk about your trash lineup after you're good. That to is go. not what I said. Okay. Um, Dan, running back, check. David Johnson, <laughs> 2,200 points. Le'Veon Bell, 20 points. Leonard Fournette, just under 1,000 points. Check, check, check. That's going to be a really nice running back stack for Dan. All season. I mean, unless any of those guys get injured or Leonard Fournette gets suspended. Uh, my goodness. And then I'm going to start on his bench in the wide receiver slot because old man Fitzgerald, Larry Legend, eight receptions for 113 yards and a touchdown. Every he's year. such we a our, legend. We, we kid ourselves. Oh, he, no, he's done. He's too old. He's done. He's too old. 
Larry Legend. They call him that for a reason. I mean, I can't remember football without Larry Fitzgerald. He's just always been in the league and always will be. Him and Tom Brady. He might. All right. We should have our producers look up what year Larry Fitzgerald came into the league because you probably haven't seen an NFL season without Larry Fitzgerald. Larry <laughs> <very> Legend. <laughs> um, yeah. Sorry. Continue. No, I mean, uh, so that's, I mean, that's what stuck out to me about Dan's team. Other than that, he had pretty across the board, you know, mediocre performances. I mean, none of his wide receivers really stood out. Um, and Drew Brees got twenty one, twenty one eighty, but. You know, nothing spectacular. Just a just a solid solid performance across the board. Honestly, Pinheiro, his kicker, was the weak spot, and he started he started his week with the team name Pinheiro Bread, which is why I copied it with No Way of Fans or Lutz because my kicker was Will Lutz, so I wanted to stay on theme. But uh, now his name is the Bell Tolls for Thee because Le'Veon Bell said, had such a monster performance. So sucks to lose, but Dan's got a solid team. Thielen, Boyd, Moore, I think those guys are solid, and he can expect bigger weeks from them moving forward. Yeah, yeah, and like you said, it's 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 reflected in Dan's total score of 13-5. Of, it was just kind of a run-of-the-mill week for him. He had solid performances across the board, uh, led by, like you said, his, his, his bell cow running backs, David Johnson and Le'Veon Bell. So, great week for him capped by Drew Brees, uh, who he drafted late, uh, putting up the 2180, like you said. And so just what, exactly what you're looking for to start the year off. Um, and let's, I just want to point out the 1180 that Adam Thielen scored uh, came off of the back of Kirk Cousins, who only attempted 10 throws in the game against the Falcons. Um, well, when only Kirk was running like he was. I'm just saying, Adam Thielen gets 11.80 in a game where Kirk Cousins completed eight passes. So yeah, that's wild. That's uh, pretty darn good. Um, now, let's look at your team. Uh, right off the bat, we got Jared Gurf. More like Jared Barf, am I right? Um, 1,044. Not what you wanted in a high-flying affair with the uh, Carolina Panthers. <laughs> the Rams win 30-27, to but uh, nothing doing for Jared Goff. Um, the other lames for you this week, big reasons why you lost, are Joe Mixon with 270. He gets injured. Uh, any status update on him for us, Jack? I haven't, uh, I haven't been in the news. I do want to say breaking news. I did just change my team name to Goff Goff Pass. Um, <laughs> anyways... Uh, the question you asked me was, what? Wow, really paying attention here. High quality stuff. Um, hey, Joe I Mix- had to Joe change my team name right Mixon. away to Goff Goff Pass after you said it. Yeah, Joe Mixon, uh, first of all, really disappointing that he only got 270. Um, I haven't heard anything too like severe. I think it's uh, you know just a standard ankle sprain. I think they're calling it day to day for now. That's the last I heard. Um, hopefully, it won't. You know, it has the potential to not have him sit out, but he could be out for a week. I would say two weeks tops. I think uh, it's it's nothing major. So, but gosh, to have six attempts and only ten yards. I mean, I know he got injured, but it wasn't off to a good start. And I don't know. I'm I'm he's probably my biggest worry moving forward especially with how awful Kenyon Drake was 
I'm not as solid in the running back slot as I thought I was. Yeah, you're going to need Joe Mixon to perform um, because I don't think you're going to get much from Kenyon Drake this year. Uh, now, it's let's again, it's overreaction Monday, right? Because that's what we do. But it's it's one week. It's Baltimore's very very good defense now. So my, maybe Miami looks slightly better. I don't think. I mean, you're not playing Kenyon Drake next week against New England. I know that for sure. Um, but yeah, so it's mixing Drake and, and really Philadelphia that, that a bad performance against Washington that lets you down big time. Any one of those three that gets a, you a little bit more, and you're you're taking Dan down this week. So I think overall you got to be happy with what you see. I know, like you said, you're a little concerned about the running back spot now, but leading the way there is Saquon Barkley. There's going to be, he got 1590, and honestly, you're going to see much better days ahead from him. You have to be feeling great about your wide receivers. Keenan Allen looking no worse for wear. I know he was battling a bit of an injury in the preseason, but he comes right out the gate with 2230, looking awesome. And with Mike Williams going down, he's only going to get more targets. And as long as Melvin Gordon is out, he's going to continue to get more targets. Um, then you got T.Y. Hilton, Andrew Who, am I right? Jacoby Brissett connects with T.Y. Hilton, giving T.Y. 2470. Uh, great performance. T.Y. Hilton looking good as well. Um, Thank you, Hilton. Exactly. Uh, Marvin Jones only putting up 800, but, uh, you know, he's. I think he's a fine wide receiver flex option for you. And then you look at Tyrell Williams right now with Antonio Brown gone. He's the wide receiver one in Oakland. Currently at 14-10 for you, uh, midway through the third quarter. So uh, the good news is that you only need to play two running backs. So if you're weak at the running back position, you have plenty of wide receivers to to put in that flex spot. Uh, Robbie Anderson doesn't have a great week, but I think brighter days are ahead of him as well. And, uh, yeah, Rashad Penny didn't do much, which I was very pleased with. We will get into that in a little bit. But, um it's looking like the Chris Carson show as long as he's healthy. Um, and then a shout out to you, Mark Andrews, a waiver wire pickup after you had to pivot off of Trey Burton with the injury, which is honestly great for you because what a healthy Trey Burton might have put up <laughs> if you were lucky, like 500, po- 500 points in that game. Um Mark Andrews with 2,080. He was part of the high-flying offense of Baltimore that put up 58 points. Um, so you got to be feeling good about that uh, tight end option for you moving forward. And, uh, yeah, I, I like, I mean, again, I'm looking at two teams that are good, and I'm not I'm not too worried about them. Um, your only concern is Joe Mixon. If he uh, can stay healthy and bounce back, you know, I, you're not going to be depending on Kenyon Drake, so... Uh, your team will be just fine. Any any final thoughts on the matchup? Valiant effort from both teams. Dan just squeezed it out. Uh, golf, golf pass, I suppose. Golf, golf pass, absolutely. So here's the deal, folks. We are through four matchups now. All four of those matchups have concluded. Uh, we have four winners. We have four losers. Here's the issue. Um with the last two matchups, they are still up in the air, but we are here recording. It is 11 o'clock, a very late Monday night game. Uh, We're mid, like I said, we're midway through the third quarter. So hopefully nothing changes um, as far as outcome goes, because we are going to be done recording before that game is done. 
However, uh, let's go to the worst matchup of the week. Um, as the as the fifth matchup we'll talk about here, um, it's me versus Justin, the Shady Bunch taking on 100% Patrick, and I currently have a lead of 11,244. I am done. Justin's sitting at 10,706. He has Emmanuel Sanders going, who has only gotten one catch for six yards so far. Justin was down less than 700 to start the to start the game off. Um, Yahoo currently puts me at a 61% chance of winning, him at a 39% chance of winning. Uh, I thought he was going to beat me. I, I expected Emmanuel Sanders to have a better game. But he does have Joe Flacco as his quarterback now, so I was uh, maybe... Uh, overthinking uh how how well things would work out there but um i don't know I, I guess i'll justin's team is all over the place this week um he had some serious studs and some serious duds um i'll cover his team and then i guess you can talk about my team um cool his first overall pick patty mccombs patty he's 100 percent patrick exactly puts up 27 32 um yeah, that's what that's what you're looking for. Um, Patrick Mahomes is awesome. Kansas City easily dismantled Jacksonville's defense, um, and that's <laughs> Patrick Mahomes. Did you see the play where Patrick Mahomes tried to no look throw it to Travis Kelsey, who was wide open in the end zone? And, Not a great uh, toss. That <laughs> wasn't a great toss. Oh, but I love the confidence. Um, Not the best toss I've ever seen. And really, truly, between you and me, didn't need to no look it. No, absolutely. Travis Kelsey was wide open. It was a total um, unnecessary thing, but you love the confidence. Kenny Galladay puts up twelve twenty. His uh, his day was saved by a, a late touchdown, um, but good performance from him. Alshon Jeffrey looked great. He was heavily involved in the offense. Nineteen sixty. He got uh, two touchdowns, right? If I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, we got the. Oh yeah, he had the rushing touchdown and receiving. I was touchdown. gonna say he only had one receiving touchdown, but he did have a rushing touchdown. So that was that was one of the most exciting parts for me for Justin's team. How good Alshon Jeffrey looked, along with Kenny Galladay, Patrick Mahomes. Those top three are super solid. But whoa, goose egg, Geronimo Allison. Goose egg for Geronimo Allison. Not great. Um, it was a shit show. Excuse my language. It was a bleep show uh, of a game, uh, but Geronimo Allison didn't get a target, uh, which is the concerning part. Um, Marquez Valdez-Scantling, based on the first game, is the number two option there uh, behind Devontae Adams, of course, and then uh, even Jimmy Graham was in the mix a little bit, but uh, nothing from Geronimo Allison, which is concerning. I had high hopes for Geronimo Allison. Um Try not to overreact. I don't know if he's droppable just yet, but um, you would hope to see a bounce-back week for him for Justin to have any confidence in him. Devontae Freeman, ugh, ugly, 260. Um, not what you wanted to see from Devonta Freeman. Uh, Eight he only rushes had for a, 19 yards. Yeah, four, four targets, only three catches for 12 yards. I mean, it was abysmal performance. They got down early. They couldn't ever develop the run game. Minnesota's front line is awesome but at the same time uh the offensive line looked terrible for Atlanta so I think I mean he drafted him in the second round he's going to keep playing him with playing him so 
Um, I, I mean, definitely better days ahead for Devonta Freeman. Hopefully, he can uh, they can establish that run in week two. Uh, Tariq Cohen, I mean, nothing. You're not upset about that. A thousand points from Tariq Cohen in that abysmal game for the Bears. Uh, Tariq Cohen's going to be a great uh, RB two slash flex option for Justin. Uh, Zach Ertz, underwhelming performance, only seven ninety. Um, you hoping for more when you when you draft him that high? Um, his boy Justin Tucker, great week, twelve hundred, and then the Rams defense, a good week, fourteen hundred. Um, so yeah, it was it was Allison and Freeman that were the huge uh, disappointments, and and so far Emmanuel Sanders has been a, a big disappointment, especially when you consider the fact that, and I I don't I would have played Emmanuel Sanders over both. A.J. Brown and Danny Amendola, but A.J. Brown and Amendola especially both had good weeks. Uh, great week for Amendola with 1990. But um, So hopefully Emmanuel Sanders can score some more and, and get Justin the win. Honestly, he, he deserves it more than I do. My, uh, my team was trash outside of two players. I'll let, you, uh, I'll let you talk about my team. Yeah, I mean, your quarterback was trash. Cam Newton... He looked bad, only putting up 636 fantasy points. But he had an interception. He rushed for negative yardage. He lost a fumble, only passed for less than 250 yards. And they they lost. I mean, they almost they almost won like uh, against a good Rams team. But my goodness, if Cam had put up some numbers, they would have been able to take the W. Oh, and we'll, uh, we'll talk about Christian McCaffrey in the next matchup. But... Um, in the next matchup? What are you talking about? Or, no, to be already... <laughs> sorry, sorry. Not in the next matchup. You're, you're all over the place right, tonight, right man. Here. Sorry, not in the next matchup. You, you have Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. I'm not all over the place tonight, man. You're all over the place tonight, man. Man, I'm all over the place tonight. Who do you think you are? Don't talk down to me like that. You're... you. I am the place. I am the one who knocks. <laughs> Heisenberg reference. Um, dude, I'm flustered because this was the part I was most terrified for for this episode. I am so sad I don't have Christian McCaffrey. I wanted to draft Christian McCaffrey so badly. And I'm not saying after week one that I made the wrong decision. Saquon's going to be huge this season. Oh, I'll tell you that. But I, Tommy, can't. <laughs> I just, I just. Oh, I love Christian McCaffrey, and I love watching him. And last season I had him, and my heart wanted to draft him, and I was a coward. And part of me thinks I should have. Part of me knows I made the right decision. We'll see how it nets out. But, boy, I mean, 19 rushing attempts for 128 yards, two touchdowns. The kid's an animal. He is an absolute animal. Ten receptions for 81 receiving yards. My goodness. Ten receptions absurd he's he's such a baller oh my god i'm very happy i have him i will uh i will say that for sure Ugh, i'm disgusted with myself um anyways the rest of your team didn't look good it was basically christian mccaffrey chris carson two stud running backs chris carson you got to be really happy about his performance 46 rushing yards a rushing touchdown six receptions uh for 35 receiving yards and a receiving touchdown just a monster game for him. Really good sign. You're you're solid at the running back position. Uh, your wide receivers, on the other hand, were a little shaky. 
Uh, Mike mm. Evans only getting 380. Not sure about that. D.D. Westbrook. Here's what I'll say about that. Nick Foles getting injured is not a good sign for D.D. Westbrook, okay? Nick Foles broke his collarbone. That's going to be tough for D.D. Westbrook moving forward, my friend. And then even on your bench, you know, Albert Wilson, he got an injury. He only had 240 points. Um, you know, you played Chris Carson in your flex. I'm just, I'm not seeing, I'm not seeing depth at the wide, re- wide receiver position for your team at all. Okay, to say my wide receivers were shaky is very misleading because Edelman and Westbrook both had fine games. Yes, the the Foles injury. <laughs> you can't take any critique. Huh? It's it's just it's it's not the correct critique. Okay, the wide receivers were oh. not shaky. Mike Evans had a terrible game. If Mike Evans has a good game, all three of my wide receivers have over a thousand. How is that shaky? All right, Cleveland's defense bomb. <laughs> Jake Elliott. Bomb. He's got guys. He's Vance got nothing. McDonald. He's got absolutely nothing. <laughs> Vance McDonald bombed. You're Miles right. Sanders You're right. Bombed. But I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what didn't happen. My wide receivers were not shaky. <laughs> You're such a coward. Okay, Lashawn McCoy, <laughs> nine eighty on your bench. Devin Singletary putting up twelve thirty on your bench. I mean, you had some bright spots. You had some some really weak spots. If you nudge out a win here, which it's looking like you somehow might with Emmanuel Sanders abysmal performance currently in this Monday night game. Uh, congrats to you, but you don't deserve it. And we'll move on to the next week when I when I meet you in a matchup. We'll see we'll see who has the strongest team. The, my friend, the Shady Bunch. I see where you get the name. I um I just want to say, in all honesty, um, you talk about Cam Newton. Obviously, need more from him. But like, if you told me at the beginning of the game I was going to get. 4,400 points between Cam Newton and Christian McCaffrey. I would have told you I was happy with that. Um, now, the, the point break, the point breakdown was a little different than I would have expected. Um, but Mike Evans was the biggest disappointment for me this week, um, especially in a plus matchup against San Francisco. Jameis Winston looked terrible. We didn't really even talk about that for Kyle's team, but Jameis Winston looked terrible. And... Uh, that's Kyle's starting quarterback, so he might have to pivot. Um, we'll see if uh, things get better with in Bruce Arians' offense. But, yeah, the Mike Evans thing was, was the biggest disappointment for me this week, even even with Cam Newton doing so badly. Um, I expected a big week for Mike Evans. Now, he was uh, not feeling well. He was battling an illness. He didn't look 100%, so that's got something to do with it. I'll tell you what, Jack, I am feeling great about my running backs. Miles Sanders didn't have a good week, but he was in for the most amount of snaps. He was in for the most amount of snaps. It's going to take some time, but Miles Sanders is going to take over that backfield. You mark my word. And the fact that I also have Devin Singletary and LaShawn McCoy on my bench, I am good at the running back position when you factor in that I have two studs in McCaffrey and Carson. Now, if you want to talk about I don't have wide receiver depth, that is fine. I do not have any wide receiver depth right now. But I'll tell you what, there's how many guys on the waivers are going to be coming up? You don't have to name names, but how many wide receivers balled out this week? Like the wide receiver pool is just so aplenty that yeah, I don't that's... I don't worry about wide receiver depth. I only worry about running back depth. Um, sure, that's fair. And so. Uh, I'm not. I'm not too worried about it. I don't. I'm. I was a little worried about Edelman um, with the Antonio Brown signing, but 
I think Edelman's just going to be just fine. Mike Evans will be fine moving forward. I am worried about D.D. Westbrook. Um, there remains to be seen how uh, Gardner Men- Menshaw, is that his name? Couldn't tell, yeah. Gar- Gar- Gardner <laughs> sounds Gar- right. I think Gardner Minshaw is his name, uh, the backup quarterback. It'll be rain to be seen how Westbrook looks with him. But, mm. no, I'm very – I'm, I'm upset about – for saying bye to Bortles. Okay? <laughs> no you don't kidding. say bye to Bortles. You end Man. up with, with, with Clayton Crenshaw. What's his name? Uh, Gardner Menshaw. <laughs> Gardner Menshaw. That's it. But, I mean, honestly, Scott, I am so sorry about Nick Foles, man. Let's pour one out to the homie. Big Dick Nick. Uh, figure he's going to be out at My least. My God, now. this is a family show, okay? <laughs> I don't need your fraternity brother language in here, Scott and TJ. Okay. Um, really feel bad for, for Nick Foles. I mean, he's, he finally gets... I mean, obviously, he's a Super Bowl MVP, so you don't feel too bad for him, but... Was finally going to start the season as a starting quarterback, and uh, his clavicle had other plans. So, um, sucks for that. Sucks for my D.D. Westbrook pick because a lot of the reason I picked him was because he had developed a good rapport with Foles. Anyway, I, I'm telling you, I would be very happy for Justin to beat me, and I mean that sincerely because I would have the number one waiver option and I right. would have my pick of the litter You're at wide always receiver. Scheming. You are a snake. Shady bunch, my friend. <laughs> you, you roll with a shady bunch, and there's no doubt about that. Okay, um, on to the last matchup of the week. Anyway, gonna, good no, luck I'm to you, Justin. Oh, we blah, both blah, blah. Get neither of us deserve to win. Soapbox. Get off your soapbox. You disgust me. Okay, moving on to the next matchup. Justin, I know you don't want to hear it from this coward, okay? You deserve the W. I hope you can squeeze it out. He doesn't mean a word he says. Um, okay. Anna, Dwell Football versus Scott, Brady to Brown. This was, one could argue, the best matchup of the week. One could Anna argue that. Looking, Anna looking to take the W. It's only Jack. in the third quarter, so knock on wood. Um, what? I can you please issue an apology before we get into this matchup? Okay. Yes, don't scream at me. I would, on behalf of Anna, I would like to issue a public and formal apology to one Mr. Deshaun Jackson, wide receiver, Philadelphia Eagles. It's funny, Anna and I were talking the other day, and she says to me, Deshaun's the best guy I've ever had in my locker room. The best guy. Season after season, Deshaun shows up for my team, and that's why I drafted him this year. And I, and I say to her, you know, Anna, I, I know that because I saw it. I've seen it. We all know it. I mean, Tommy, chime in here. Deshaun's her guy. He's always we, been her guy. We've all seen it. We know it. Uh, in the clubhouse, year after year. Thank you, Tommy. Um, <laughs> uh, so, anyways, um, Deshaun was left on Anna's bench this week. And, honestly, she told me, there's no explanation. It's 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 it was a complete disrespect to Deshaun, and she didn't mean it. I mean, she she regrets it. <laughs> she regrets it completely. I mean, she's she is broken. I mean, she is she is. I'm laughing, but she is not doing well. Um, 
she she's hurting inside. Not only would would she easily have the victory this week against Scott. I mean, she's still probably going to beat him, knock on wood. But it wouldn't even be close if she had played her her guy Deshaun. But the the most painful thing is there's no explanation for it. She just she got cold feet. She went with you know oh the stats the projections. She she didn't trust her gut, and she. You know, she learned from it, and she vows to play him every single week for the remainder of the season. That's how torn up she is about this. So, just wanted I, to get that out in the public. Um, Tommy, can you vouch for that? Yes, I believe she she even claimed that even if he were to score zero every single week, <laughs> she would continue to play him. Um, you know, you're right. She is. She. I've never seen her so distraught over fantasy football. She is absolutely torn up over this. And uh, I, she just wants Deshaun to know that if there's any way she can make it up to him, she would. And she takes it back. And, you know, in her defense, he did break his finger. And so there was, like, I guess that it was my it was my thought, like, oh, let's maybe see if he can still catch balls with a broken finger before we play him. But, uh Shame on me, and, and shame on anyone who doubted that a broken finger would, uh, who, who thought a broken finger would stop Deshaun Jackson from absolutely dominating. So, but that's a, that's a great segue, because Deshaun Watson did absolutely dominate. Three passing touchdowns, 268 passing yards, and a rushing touchdown with 40 rushing yards to boot. Pair that up with DeAndre Hopkins, who had eight catches for 111 yards, two receiving touchdowns. My goodness, that QB wide receiver combo is going to be a whole lot of fun. There's nothing more exciting than that. I remember back in the day, Tommy, man, we've been in this league for almost two decades now, it's scary to say, and I just used to love that, you know, Donovan McNabb to Terrell Owens combination, that that Tony Romo to Terrell Owens to Terrell Owens <laughs> quarterback combination. Um, I just love pairing up a, a good QB with a good wide receiver. You said it. I've said it. This is going to win Anna a lot of matchups this season. Yes. Yeah. I mean, it starts off just beautifully. Um, as soon as as soon as she got that duo, and I realized, like, oh wow, okay, yeah, she took Deshaun. She already had DeAndre. I was looking back at the, all the rosters from the draft, and I thought to myself. This is going to be a lot of fun for her um, because they are just tremendous together. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins, he's up there for the very best wide receiver in the league. And, uh, I mean, he, I don't know, can we say he's got the best hands? His hands are so out of this world. Um, yeah, I mean, OBJ has pretty good hands too, but... but... Over, I mean, I don't know. I think, like, as a full-body specimen and, like, athletic talent, DeAndre Hopkins is the best wide receiver in the world. I mean, he's just he's just good. <laughs> I couldn't say it better myself. That is a good wide receiver. I don't, I don't, I don't want to overstate I mean, this. No, no, I don't want to say, I don't want to say it. He's, he's good. I mean, you got to say it low, but he's good. Um yeah, yeah, they come. They great. come. <laughs> <laughs> but is he ever good? Um, no. Yeah, uh, just the two of them 
almost combining for 6,000 right off the bat. Um, that's I think that's a sign of, of pretty good things to come. Uh, Cooper Cup only 810. You wanted better from him. Um, but with what Jared Goff did, I suppose that's actually pretty good. Uh, Curtis Samuel disappoints. That's because Cam Newton disappointed. Um, I'm really hoping it's not a not going to be an issue moving forward. Uh, I'd like to see how Cam does this Thursday against Tampa Bay. Uh, I'm really hoping that we can have bounce backs from Cam, bounce back from for Curtis Samuel, for Anna, and for a better week for DJ Moore as well. Todd Gurley puts up a fine week of 1060, but there are some concerns there. Um, Nothing worse than a touchdown vulture. Yep, Malcolm Brown had two of them. Um, not what you like to see, uh, but Todd Gurley looked great. I'll, I'll, I'll give him that. Um, so hopefully, you know, if that if this is his floor, you you hope his he, you hope he has higher weeks considering she took him in the second round. But um, not a bad bad floor to have for your uh, for your running. Well, I guess he's just, just running back one, but. Um, yeah, so she's gonna want she's gonna want those touchdowns for Todd Gurley. If if he's not getting goal line work, that's it's gonna be a rough season. Touchdowns for Todd sounds like a charity organization. Tevin Coleman only putting up six sixty. Uh, he got injured. It is a high ankle sprain, as we talked about. Looks like two to six weeks is the timetable. Um, unfortunate for Anna because he had six hundred points pretty early in the game. Uh, Delaney Walker with two thousand points. Uh, as part of the absolute manhandling that the Titans did to the Cleveland Browns. Uh, Anna took Delaney Walker as she was the last person to take a tight end, and uh, he had one of the best weeks for tight ends. Uh, Josh Jacobs with 10, uh, 1090, 1090 uh, looking good so far for Anna, took him in the third round. Uh, I know that she was worried about that pick. That was a pick that got her all hot and bothered uh, in the – all the wrong sorts of ways. We're talking about spicy, hot and bothered. <laughs> that is uh, not a good kind of hot and bothered, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. Josh Jacobs, Jingle Heimer Schmidt is having himself a nice game. I think I'm excited about him. I mean, I don't know. I've said in the past I'm not excited about him, but I'm feeling excited about him. Um, very nice. I'm very excited about him. Uh, and then Zerline and Baltimore, both with great weeks. Uh, that's what you're going to get when you get uh, the best – kicker in the league as far as situation and then one of the best defenses in the league so great draft picks by Anna they showed up in week one for to help her hopefully uh, hold on to this victory Jack talk to me about Scott's team because he's he's got a good team he's got a good team talk to me about his team it's fine you know honestly (laughs) honestly no yeah Scott's team is great um Kyler Murray somehow put together a good game. He really didn't look good for most of the first half and then into the second half, but he turned things around, ended up with, I mean, he threw the ball 54 freaking times, so they really put a lot of trust into him, but ended up with two touchdowns, 308 yards. Uh, Honestly, Sammy Watkins is going to be huge for Scott if Tyreek Hill is out for an extended period of time. He got 11 targets and caught the ball nine times for 198 yards and three touchdowns. My word. Um, Not bad. That could be seriously dangerous for Scott, especially paired up with Chris Godwin 
and Allen Robinson, who both had promising weeks, solid performances, and no reason for it to stop. Boom. I mean, I I, I, I was going to stop, but you got to keep going on to Alvin Kamara, who put up 2,000 points, and Kerryon Johnson, who had two catches for 13 yards and 49 rushing yards. I mean, Kerryon, he could have had a better game, but that's a really solid three wide receivers and two running backs. Scott's team is is scary especially when you look down to his bench and my goodness Antonio Brown we could do an entire podcast on all the drama that took place with him but in the story that everyone expected uh the ending I should say that everyone expected he's on the Patriots now because that's what happens the Patriots win and everyone else lose this whole story of Antonio Brown the last few months I gotta say it's just I think it went as everyone expected um, the the moment he signed in Oakland, people were saying, "Okay, here it comes. He's gonna get he's 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 gonna not want to wear his helmet." Okay, oh yeah, he's gonna freeze <laughs> yeah. his, he's, he's oh, gonna freeze yeah. his feet oh, off. Gosh, I can see this, this coming from a mile yeah. away. The amount of people who won money on on that, <laughs> that foot frozen bet in Vegas. I mean, they are rich now because they knew. Um, but yeah, no. Uh, great point with Antonio Brown coming back. Uh, Scott already has Chris Godwin, Allen Robinson, and Sammy Watkins. Like you said, Sammy Watkins is going to be a top, I mean, a wide receiver one with, like, serious, like, top five wide receiver upside Yeah. for as long as Tyreek Hill is out. Oh, and, Scott's, and Scott's team is scary. Allen Robinson looked amazing. Mitch Trubisky looked awful, but Allen Robinson looked like Jacksonville Allen Robinson. Uh, he was running some great routes uh, when Mitch Trubisky was able to get him the ball. Uh, he was catching everything near him. Um, some great uh, back shoulder catches. Um, and it was just, uh, I didn't like the pick when Scott made it. Uh, I already am wishing I would have taken Allen Robinson. I think he's got potential to be, if Mitch Trubisky and, and Matt Nagy can figure it out, I think Allen Robinson's going to be a great... That's um, a big F. Great option. Uh, Chris Godwin's going to be great. And then, yeah, Alvin Kamara's always going to be great. We know that. Kerryon Johnson will hopefully have better days. Hunter Henry looks solid. And, uh, yeah, I mean, just with with Kyler Murray... I was worried about him, obviously, for most of that game. Um, but it seemed like he sort of figured it out. And if if he's good... I mean, I, I tell you one thing. I don't play Kyler Murray next week against the Ravens. No, probably not. Probably not. Um, but maybe, you know, come, you know, be like a... He's gotta. He's gonna have to sling it again. Throw it another fifty well, Scott's, times. <laughs> Scott's got Gronk on his bench, so he's got no room to pick up another quarterback. <laughs> That's true. He does need to hang on to Gronk. Um, <laughs> very fair point. Um, but yeah, All right, uh, dude. Excellent. Both of their teams look great after Week One. Obviously, yeah. Both, I mean, this both, was the matchup. Yeah, they're looking to put up over fifteen thousand each. Um, you know, we're not ca- we're not counting any eggs before any of them hatch or anything like that. But um, Yahoo's got Anna at an 87% chance of winning. Scott all the way down to 13% with this game entering the fourth quarter. Um, he is going to need a touchdown from Philip Lindsay to uh, to bring him back in this one. Um, Breaking news, my Yahoo has it at Anna with a 90% and Scott with a 10%. Okay. 
breaking news. Uh, Emmanuel Sanders still hasn't caught another pass. Uh, Justin's down to a 28% chance of beating me. Uh, I am holding solid at 11,244, looking like I'm going to be gifted uh, a victory here in week one, despite my best efforts. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, that's all the matchups. Uh, great, great week one. Great week one. Um, we are really excited about this season. We're going to try to be switching things up. You know, we're going to have a ton of guest hosts. Tommy's on the road, as we've said. So the crowds, um, I think you can, well, Tommy will tell you about ticket information. But um, what I want to say is please reach out to us via email, via Twitter. Um, they're included in the in the link. To those of you who are watching on YouTube, just click on the link. Um, <laughs> uh you only get access to our YouTube if you sign up to our Patreon. Um, so, yeah, we have different rewards for $5 a month. You get free access to our YouTube videos. Um, it's free access, though, so it's a really good deal. Uh, <laughs> um, anyways, yeah, no, just uh, Tommy, <laughs> why are you – What is our? what is our email? What is our email? Where do the people reach us at, and wh- how do they get tickets to your live shows? Um. You can, our email, that's a great question as to what our email is, Jack. Um, <laughs> Dude, you'll have to remember. talk to our, we'll, we'll get in touch with our producers on that one. Um, you can, you can hit us up at, at let's, let's talk pod at gmail.com. Um, if not, just, just our, our normal email addresses would be great. Um, or, you can te- or you can text us. If, you, if you're members of our Patreon, you have access to our phone numbers, so text us. That's ten to only $10 a month. Um, and yeah, only $10 a month to sign up for our Patreon. And uh, as far as live shows go, I will be posting. Um, you can follow me on Instagram at, at tjlet underscore underscore. Um, I will be posting uh, times and dates uh, on both my Instagram story and uh, and on and on my n- on normal posting for Instagram. So follow me there uh, for more information on the live shows. Um, look forward to seeing you guys. Honestly, Fargo just the first stop. Fargo has been great. The reception here was just more than I could have ever imagined. Um, it's just it's really been phenomenal and. Um, uh, yeah, I look forward to getting out and 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 seeing the rest of the countryside uh, with our with all of our followers. Breaking news: touchdown, Josh Jacobs, Anna with sixteen thousand five hundred thirty-two points. Now Yahoo gives her a ninety-nine percent chance of victory. It's all but over, ladies and gentlemen. Anna with a titanic victory <laughs> over Scott who ends up with 14,782 points for now. Could get more, but uh, probably going to lose with just around 15,000 points. Brutal loss, but hey, it's fantasy football, baby, and this is the one podcast you can come to to hear everything about it. (laughs) My co-host, TJ. I'm JR. Absolutely (laughs) titanic performance (laughs) from Anna. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just titanic 
listen to, listen next time. Uh, we're on iTunes. We're on Spotify. We're, we're, <laughs> we're on, on Spotify. <laughs> we're on we're on SoundCloud. Uh, <laughs> text us. Hit us hit us up on Facebook, YouTube, um, all the other sites. And um, <laughs> you can name two. <laughs> you got through two and ran out. And, you know, just all the titanic websites. Oh, going back to that. All right. Listen, listen up, kids. Thanks for listening. Uh, for TJ, JR, our producers, Anna and Justin, uh, KSM Productions in association with Show Up Every Week. We'll never let you down. Let's talk fantasy football.